this week. I don't have little yeah, lady what are you fingers. Drinking this week, I'm drinking the uh, oh the my my current favorite brewski is ooh citywide. Oh mm. man, love a citywide pairs well. I love with, on the side they pair well with pork steak. Yeah, it does right indeed. Pairs yeah. well with the pork and sticks. ravioli and oh, toasted no rav. Don't focus on me. Focus on the beer. You stupid camera. Love me some forehands. Not as much as I love me some Pickney Bend Distillery. We are <laughs> sponsored not by forehands, uh, but by P- Pickney Bend Distillery. But I'm going to talk about the gin today. The gin is so good. I love gin. You a gin person? Mm, I am not. I don't know if I've ever had gin not in something. I don't know if you've ever never had gin. Well, I mean, I've had it like inside. Like, I've had it in like a martini. But not like as like a sure. I don't have it just like you know. On a on a warm summer's morning or something like that, I don't drink like oh, a it's the best cup time of gin. to have gin. Put a little ice, warm <laughs> summer morning. Oh, it's so good. Gin is cool because it everyone makes gin so differently. Um, there's like a very like you. There's a I, I don't know the recipe. I'm <laughs> I'm not in that industry, but there's like you know something you have to do to make a gin. But then everyone uses different botanicals, and so like you know every single distiller makes it differently. And mm-hmm. Pickney Bend, I don't know what they use. It'll probably be on the bottle that we might get someday. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do, we'll talk more about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but theirs is really—it's really crisp. It's a little herbal. It's a little fruity. It's got a really nice balance, and it it works great with um, with any kind of. Co- I love a Negroni with their gin. It's so good, and a martini with theirs is really good. I also like just drinking it on ice by itself with a little uh, little uh, lemon peel. Oh, that's what I like to do. God, sounds good. And then after the third one. I forget how to say their name, which is Pickney Bend. <laughs> it's very hard. So go check out Pickney Bend. Pick, P, it, and again, it's not spelled at all like you think it would be spelled. <laughs> Whatever you think, it, however you think it's spelled, it's, you're wrong. P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. And see if you can uh, see if they're in your space. Yeah? See if they're in your space. Do you think they're going to like these? <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. I think they're going to be like, you know what? If you can just send back whatever you haven't drank yet. And then it'll get really awkward because we'll have drank everything already. Maybe they won't listen. I'm going to try really hard to stay the same distance from that microphone, like, the whole time. Oh, yeah, I should do that, too. <clears throat> but yours is, like, sitting right in front. Like, mine is sitting, like, kind of off to the side, so I have to, like, talk, like, this way. You could move it in front of your mouth. Yeah, but then I can't see me on the screen. Oh, by the way. Why I, do you need to see, I'm sorry. Why do you need to see you on the screen? Okay, do no, 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 no. Do not pretend, like, on Zoom calls and stuff, you don't, like, stare at yourself talking the whole time. My, Everybody no, I, knew no, no, I'm in speaker view. <laughs> Uh, constantly okay well that's not true but when it's you and me i'm in speaker view <laughs> i'm in gallery view literally every other time but you and me i'm in speaker view so i'm at the top and i a i don't i don't look at myself and b um you if i want to in this i don't uh, the microphone is not going to get in my way okay fair enough but you you have a side by side is what you're saying I and you like to see your side face by side i'm not sure what that means you're in gallery so like I mean, you're in one or do you pin yourself so you can see only? No, yourself? it's like I have I have I have two people. Like it's on the side of the yeah. screen. I have two people. You're 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 above, and I'm like you're up here. Oh, and you're up here. into. Oh, I don't know why yeah. mine are side by side when I do that. Oh, oh, it's because of my um. If I shrink my window, then mm-hmm. does that okay? Yep. 
Uh, I guess I'll do that. You know, this is not a visual medium, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we should we should be vodcasting soon enough. That's true. I we took oh. you on um, that one Twitch game show that one time, and now you're it worked <laughs> out you're really well. Goddamn prima donna. Mm-hmm. Viewership. Is Are you saying roof. you want to start live streaming these? L- I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, it seems like you're preparing for it. Vodcasting is nice because that way you can cut out all parts right. You know. Yeah, it's a lot harder to do that um, on video. <laughs> Gonna need an intern. Okay, so today's ghost story comes from uh, it's uh, comes from a recommendation from one of our listeners, which is really fun. Wow. Her name is yeah. Her name is Emily Shervoni. I don't know her. I know you don't. <laughs> That's wild. I thought I knew all of them. Okay. Uh, this is, but uh, she is one that I know. No. <laughs> She's, so, so we're don't not worry. yet at the one point of, a... of uh, yeah of strangers. Yeah recommending things but you know hope springs eternal mm-hmm. <laughs> but emily asked if we would do one of the some of the ghosts of salem massachusetts oh we've been did you know we have been we've yeah. been together uh-huh. we have we went on a road trip through the northeast in order mm-hmm. to save the u.s economy mm-hmm. in uh, 2008 if i remember correctly it was whatever year the cardinals had the all-star game at home because we were like we left st louis and then they did the all-star game back in st louis and we're like oh Maybe we should have like stuck around. This for that. was not a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the good news is we did save the economy. Yeah. Like it's booming now. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. No one's was. arguing that. Yeah. Yeah. So we went around, we spread all our money across all the states and one mm-hmm. of them was Massachusetts and we saw Salem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but one of the, one of the very vivid memories I have about Salem is the fact that they took what is a, um, a real true horrific tragedy from history and I merchandised it a lot, <laughs> which I think is so strange. Well, I mean, um, what, what I thought was so wild about it is for for years, I mean, for I mean, for centuries, really, they just kind of flat out ignored the existence of it. They're like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we, we don't really want to talk about it, whatever. And then in the 1970s, everyone got kind of down on their luck, you know, financially. And they're like, you know what? Um, we should probably start setting up tours or something. And we'll build a statue. And it's like, oh, is the statue going to be, you know, like historically accurate and show the, you know, the women? A memorial that's like really, uh, really meaningful and uh, and sad. Right. Yeah, exactly. And instead, it's a more, it looks like the fucking Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they discovered the problem. What they had, what happened is in the 70s, they discovered screen printing. And they were like, well, if we can sell shirts of this, we should just do it. (laughs) But if I remember correctly, they had like, they've got stenciled. Witches spray painted on the sidewalks. So oh, you yeah. take like a witch, a self guided witch walk, and Super it's like classy. it's a witch on a broom, mm-hmm. which is, you know, yeah. God love, God love you, Salem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, not having grown up there, I always assumed that it was like a very solemn thing. And then I got there, and it was like fucking Johnny Brock's dungeon. It was, it, it was, <laughs> it was really like like Spirit Halloween. The town is really what it there was. There you go. Not a there. Uh, I like yeah. you took a St. Louis, very specific St. Louis reference, <laughs> and you, you nationalized it. I think is Spirit National, probably. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I see so many Spirit Halloween jokes on okay. the Twitter, so it's got to be national. Johnny Brock's <laughs> probably not as much, but St. Louis probably, people really yeah. appreciate. They're gonna that. love that one. They're gonna love mm-hmm. you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everything I knew about Salem, which going Salem, which I was going in, was uh, you know solidly based on the Crucible, which is mm-hmm. a pretty pretty terrible. I mean, it's great. It's uh, it portrays a very horrible yep. horrific event in, in actual american history but does a great job and, uh, of it. oh wonderful wonderful um <laughs> but boy you know they really just uh really just 
cartoonized it a lot. Um, and that's great. So, so Emily suggested Salem. And so I started looking up, uh, different hauntings in Salem and I, I, it, it may not be surprising to you to learn that there are quite a few <laughs> reported <laughs> ghosts in Salem. This, and I would imagine most of them were reported after the merchandising began. Well, it's hard to say. <laughs> hard to say. You know, look, man, I'm not here to to judge. You know, I'm not here to <laughs> to lay it, cast aspersions, as mm-hmm. they say. But um, no, actually, that's not entirely true because the one we're going to talk about today is not does not fall into that category. And also, um, Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote a book called The House of Seven Gables, which is a, a he wrote a, about a haunted house there, um, and he's he's pretty old. He's been dead for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that was a big one. Um, so, you know, shut up. Um, <laughs> is Nathaniel Hawthorne would, is is he one of the is he like a like a an author we all read in high school or he something? Wrote the Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. 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 And he was uh, he died b- before the nineteen seventies. <laughs> that's how I that's how I understand it as well. He died before the 1970s. Yeah, kind of a big so, group there, but he was in that group. Yes, <laughs> pre-screen printing in uh, in Salem. <laughs> All right, so I was looking at a bunch of different stories and. Again, it will not surprise you to learn that most of them are connected to the witch trials. Not all of them, but Makes most sense. of them are connected to because you know they're fucking like twenty innocent people were put to death by their neighbors for you know for nothing for mass yeah. hysteria. Yeah. Well, and plus, like if if one person like reports like a Mothman type thing, they'd be like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, but that's not that doesn't really sell here. So we're just gonna go with the witch <laughs> thing for now. Now, for New Jersey and the Jersey Devil, I w- oh, this kind of brings up, this is not important to this podcast, but I, <laughs> I am wondering, so things like the New Jersey Devil or like Mothman, mm-hmm. I don't, do you do you think those count as ghosts if we ever want to cover those? I think so. I think anything anything like supernatural, anything like, okay, you know, unexplained by science, I think it would all kind of count. I it mean, could I'd, be a ghost. Yeah. yeah. It could be, yeah. I as mean, far as we know, who knows? Yeah. I don't think aliens is what we want to get into, but I think, sure. <laughs> I think Mothman would be. Would be an acceptable um, okay corollary. Okay, what were we talking about? It's a ghost podcast, I think. Oh yeah, ghosts in uh, in Salem. So a lot of them are tied to the Salem witch trials, unsurprisingly. Um, but I, I didn't want to do any of those because that felt too expected. Now we might come back to Salem because there are truly so many reported ghosts in mm-hmm. Salem. So we'll probably come back eventually, but. Um, Today I wanted to share a story that was uh, not tied to that, maybe a little more unexpected. You know, okay. just a little, little, um, little removed from from the history that you and I know of Salem. Okay. And so today I want to tell you the story of the ghosts of Bunghole Liquors. <laughs> yes. Do you have a question or no? No. No. No points. No. No points. Um, <laughs> uh, is uh, you got you, you, you got to let me take some some legitimate guesses here because I got a feeling the wheels are all turning up here. The wheels are all turning up here. Can now, we take a second to commend how straight my face was? As I said, the ghost of bunghole liquors. Both words out. I'm I'm very surprised. <laughs> I've been practicing yeah. legitimately for three days. <laughs> Okay, some guesses. Go on. Okay, so bunghole. Now, do you want me to tell you if you're wrong here? 
Murphy or Wright? Or just let me go for a little bit. Let me go for a little while. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You, so you just you you vamp. I think I feel like Bunghole Liquors is probably um, a town in Massachusetts, much like Uranus, Missouri, that was entirely invented for the humor of the name that they had come up with. That's Can we that, talk about that for a second? I know you're yeah. I know you're gonna vamp here, so you're gonna go further, but um I wanna <laughs> put a pin in that because <laughs> I, as you know, I live have lived in Chicago before I before now. I lived I spent, mm-hmm. you know, time here um for like twelve years. Uh one year I came back to Missouri and went and drove down to um to Branson. Table Rock Lake. Yeah. To Branson, yeah. Yep. To, yeah, where I, you know, have a lot of family vacations in the summers. And one year all of a sudden there was a town called Uranus. It had not existed for my entire <laughs> life up till that point. And suddenly you get within 50 miles of Uranus, Missouri, and it's all billboards about Uranus Fudge Factory. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Uranus, like there's some fireworks thing. There's a pun on Uranus, like exploding or something. Yeah. It's all, it's all anus jokes yes, yes. <laughs> in Uranus, Missouri. Uh, and that, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relatively speaking. I think it was, I really think it was just like a burned out strip mall. And somebody got the great idea, like, let's incorporate it as a new town. We'll call it Uranus. We'll put up some cheap, you know, plywood signs and some, uh, like, paper mache dinosaurs in the parking lot. And we'll just start cashing the checks. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's literally what ended up happening. So is, and they are. So. And that. Okay. So how close am I with my comparison of Uranus, Missouri to Bunghole Liquors? What's the scale here? Uh, I would say anything for, I would say a one would be like, no, bunghole liquors is actually like the name of an English queen and 10, (laughs) 10, you know, 10 would be like, oh, it's also a town in Missouri. Um, so, okay. Somewhere between one and 10 here. Boy, English queen to town in Missouri. I would give it a, uh, three and a half. Oh, that's too bad. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. Do you have more 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 guesses? No, that's good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all <laughs> so guessed out. When you said you're just going to run for a while, you meant yeah. that one guess. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you the story, and all uh, it will it will become very clear. Okay. So, in the early 1920s, in Salem, Massachusetts, there um, there was an uh, I guess you, I guess you call it a funeral parlor. It's not, it, an, or an undertaker's okay space. I don't know. Funeral parlor is probably the right word. There's a funeral parlor, and it was located on Derby Street, which is very close to um, to the to the ocean. To mm-hmm. the, I don't know, it's probably a bay or a harbor or whatever. Right. Um, but very close to the water. So there was this funeral parlor in the building on Derby Street next to the water where, uh, and it was apparently one of the most famous, I don't know, most famous, it was a very popular funeral parlor. I don't you know, you know how like there's like popular funeral parlors, oh, yeah. and, like not popular funeral yeah, parlors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you started like interring people in your basement, mm-hmm. that would not be a popular funeral parlor. It'd be up and coming. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it would be bootstrapped for sure. But maybe I don't know. So it would, but it would not be popular to begin with. This was a really popular one, where apparently, according to a couple of different sources, um, this was where most people in Salem would go to to be embalmed. Okay. I'm going to take a second here because I just reminded that earlier today I was like, I want to think of, or I want to research, I want to Google search one term. What's the term? Sitting up with the dead. 
sitting up with the dead. Yeah, you ever heard this before? I have not. Is that is that is that like a like a an Undertaker term? Well, there. Okay, so well, hold on a sec. Let me. I'll let you read. This, is, this is podcast fodder. Yep. I'm sorry I didn't look at this earlier. I was I was very busy killing zombies. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, hold on a second. I don't think sitting up with the dead will um will factor into this podcast. But sit, it was it <laughs> is a tradition where um. In the olden times, when someone would die, you would like you would put their body in your in their house, mm-hmm. and then like friends and family would come over and like mm-hmm. sit up with them all night. Oh, like awake the next morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. okay, so not right. embalmed, right? I so, so I have a question. So the like the word I'd always heard that the phrase oh you know awake is because in those days they weren't sure if the person was dead or not, and they would literally wait. And see if they would wake up. And after like a day or two had gone by, they'd be like, "Okay, he smells pretty bad. I'm pretty sure he's he's dead." So, but again, that seems really stupid. So I don't think that's. <laughs> it does seem stupid. Yeah. Um. But again, I mean, you. It, I don't. Here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. There was a point before modern science mm-hmm. where a lot of people did a lot of stupid things. Mm-hmm. Because they thought it might be real. Yeah. And I don't fault them for that. Well. This feels like something different than that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there are ways to tell if someone's dead. I mean, you can just chop their head off. And then, like, <laughs> well, done deal. Okay. That, uh, yes, that's right. true. That would yeah. be, if they're not dead, that's murder. Yeah. Well, and the worst that's thing is. That's a risk you run there. The worst thing is probably that they started doing this after they're like, man, you know, whenever we went to dig this guy up to steal the jewels. Off of his rings, uh, there were a lot of scratch. Still alive. There were a lot of scratch marks inside of his casket. That's kind of unfortunate. So maybe horrifying. Yeah. So um, anyway, anyway, so that doesn't have anything to do with this episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if we we cut that audio up and we'll put it into into a more uh, relevant episode. Save it for later. That's pretty good. Yeah. So if you were a person in Salem in the early 1900s, early 20th century. I'm learning how to say those right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you would probably have um, been embalmed and displayed. Is that the right? I don't know. Laid out. Yeah. Showcase. Th- those all work. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> had I don't your know moment. Sh- mm, showcase. I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah. But laid out. You know. Yeah. That yeah. that, that all makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at this particular this uh, this funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um, now it was uh, in 1920 that the United States of America. And the, the government thereof did something that was real smart. And they said, you know what is ruining the world is alcohol. And so we are going to outlaw alcohol. Mm. 1920, I think January 1920, if I remember correctly, uh, Prohibition mm-hmm. is, is signed into law by a, real, by a bunch of geniuses in the, the U.S. Congress. That's not a good idea. Right, yeah, clearly. Turns out. <laughs> Everyone gets really mad. Everyone continues drinking anyway, but now you're drinking like like bathtub methyl alcohol and everyone goes blind. Yeah. It's or like when you shot. outlaw something that some people don't like but is safe when it's legal. Then you outlaw it and then people keep doing it mm-hmm. in an illegal way and it's really dangerous and people might die. Mm-hmm. Thanks- we don't know what that's like in our... Thankfully, society. that was the last time that ever happened, and we never had to deal with that again. <laughs> that's so. That's exactly right. We learned a lot of lessons. Ooh. Boy, 
<laughs> about bodies and, and how to save them. <clears throat> oh, Salem. Okay. So, yeah. So, yes. So, <laughs> so in Salem, they, the, you know, prohibition hits there, of course, like it does everywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And so speakeasies start popping up sure. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, some were more successful than others. Some were more obvious than others. <laughs> some of the speakeasies that lasted the duration of Prohibition were the ones where um, people would not have thought to look for them. Like people in uh, in charge of shutting them down, right? Which I think ah, at the time was the Treasury Department, if I'm remembering my um, Boardwalk Empire correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. You watch Boardwalk Empire? I did not, but I did watch The Untouchables. So it's I think it's like the same thing. it's it's it is similar there we go in a lot of ways see so that so then it's no surprise that one of the most successful speakeasies in salem massachusetts perhaps the most successful speakeasy in salem massachusetts was the one run in the basement of the funeral home on derby street now i'm gonna set a scene for you (laughs) i mean I'll, i'll be honest if when we're living in Chicago, if somebody's like, you know what the coolest new bar is? It's in the basement of a fucking morgue. I, you know, there's a time in my life where I would have, I, I would have. You'd have jumped at that. I would have jumped at that one. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, not now, you're saying? Mm, I mean, Chicago's pretty far away. Maybe if there was a St. Louis. Yeah, if there was a St. Louis one, I probably would. I can't imagine a St. Louis morgue is going to be cool. It's not going to have like, the cool vibe that a Chicago morgue yeah, would it's gonna have. Yeah, like, it's going to be out in the suburbs somewhere. It's going to be stupid. Ugh. God, a county morgue. Gross. It's like in the basement of Applebee's. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, so so the owner of this funeral home turned the basement into a speakeasy, and it was as wild as you would expect. So obviously upstairs they have like the place where they lay out the bodies, and mm-hmm. people come, and they visit, and they do mm-hmm. the wakes. In the basement is where all the embalming happened, mm-hmm. and where all the... Um, the um... Parties. <laughs> yes, the parties did eventually happen. Also, the uh, the what do you when you the cremations happen? Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They did both. So all the like the behind the scenes work is in the basement, right? The yeah, showcase like, work is upstairs. Yeah, in the basement. That's where the sausage is made. Yeah, that's, that's let's admit. yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the horrifying space. Oh man, I just made my stomach hurt by saying that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, so, of course, uh, it's kind of a brilliant idea to put a speakeasy in the basement of mm-hmm. your funeral home because who in their fucking right mind is mm-hmm. going to go to the basement to check out where all these dead bodies are mm-hmm. to see if you happen to be serving alcohol legally? Yeah. It's a good business model. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is what the owner does. So he starts this uh, speakeasy in the basement. And, I mean, literally, there are reports of, like, people – in the basement of this funeral home, having drinks like next to and around bodies that are laid out because he's got a business to run. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? He's still embalming bodies down there, <laughs> but he's also now serving alcohol. So people are getting drunk around all these dead bodies that are being embalmed. And they're, <laughs> by some accounts, they are like, you know, throwing arms around the shoulders of these like bodies <laughs> and like singing drinking songs, like swaying against them. Yep. Like it's like real the weekend of Bernie's energy. Yeah. Very weekend at Bernie's, yeah. very much so. Absolutely. It is just horrific. <laughs> um, but no one no one thinks to look down there. 
you know, no one, uh, no authorities think to look at, you know, so it goes. And the other thing that this place had in, uh, had that in going for itself that made it a great speakeasy was apparently the town of Salem is pretty famous for having a lot of tunnels uh, that kind of crisscross the city. And a lot of old cities have this. Seattle has a bunch of tunnels and yep. a lot of older cities have this. Um, Seattle or Salem had those and there was a tunnel that led to the funeral home from the harbor. And so it was really good for the funeral home because you would bring in, if you were like sailing out on the sea for like fucking yeah. months or whatever, yeah. um, carrying all your people who <laughs> were, were banished to the sea for their sexual relations to horses or whatever we decided the gray man. <laughs> so whenever they all died, whenever they all died. Right. So when they died, you came yeah. back and they were just like, they would load the bodies like mm-hmm. down into this tunnel and you put them on carts and you just wheel them to the funeral home rather yeah. than having to like wheel them across the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's efficiency. Right. Look it up. So those tunnels made it a really good spot to um, to smuggle alcohol in because you could bring in alcohol on a boat or, you know, just walk it to the harbor, drop it into the tunnel. You could sneak it in the back that way. Mm-hmm. So there was never any, like, alcohol deliveries happening in the front door. There was never any sign of alcohol going into the building. It was mm-hmm. all under the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is how this uh, the, the funeral home owner wrote out Prohibition. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it, he didn't have to do this. I don't think because people were still dying during prohibition. It's yeah. not like he was like, ah, don't have to make any money. How do I? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a fun, good time thing for him. And I guess he made so much money that he apparently told people then during prohibition, he was like, once this is over, if this ever ends, I swear to you all here today, I will make this a liquor establishment. Okay. Right. I will. Okay. Yeah. I will stop being in Undertaker, I will stop embalming dead bodies, mm-hmm. and I. This is going to be a liquor store. Yeah, me okay. yeah, It's like a bit of a drunken promise. Like I'd tell you yeah. what, I'm done cutting <laughs> bodies up. Yeah, this is my calling. Yeah. I just know it. My wife doesn't think so, but <laughs> I know it. She wants me to keep sucking the juice out of bodies, but I'm not going to do it. I have gross. nightmares. It's gross. I have so many nightmares. They talk to me. She doesn't know. She doesn't do it. I don't like it. And I need, I need, I think I need some help. Anyway, time anyway. to that. <laughs> so, um, so as this is going on, as the speakeasy is thriving in the basement of this funeral home, the, the locals give it a clever little name and they call it bunghole liquors. Now, at this point, that's a clever in history, little name. Yeah. Well, it means something <clears throat> different than what you are thinking it means oh, because yeah. you are I from mean, a Beavis and Butthead uh, generation. I'm 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 from I'm from a generation <laughs> that was born in the last forty years. So yeah, that's. <laughs> but yeah, you're, but, you're talking about the, the the hole on like a like a cask of correct, wine yes. or liquor or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So the actual definition of bunghole is yeah the hole in a in a barrel cask whatever you know mm-hmm. where you um pour. So the idea is a bunghole is a hole where alcohol flows in or out of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so the tunnel was a bunghole. It was a hole where alcohol flowed into the funeral home. Sure. Right. Yeah. So they were like, this is a, this is a cute name. Yeah. So they call it the bunghole or bunghole liquor. Yeah. It's like lots of things come in and out of my bunghole. Dead bodies. <laughs> well, booze. Just, I mean, sailors. this place, 
operated for so long before Beavis and Butthead came along. Because I, I did some research on it. I was like, where does the, <laughs> where does the um, alternative <laughs> definition of buckle <laughs> come into play? I couldn't find anything older than Beavis and Butthead from the 90s. Man, just groundbreaking. Mike Judge, he is like. I'll tell you what, one thing he did do is he spiked the merchandise sales of bunghole liquors by, I'm going to guess, 7,000%. <laughs> That's one of those things where you, you resist it right up until like the online sales numbers show up, and then you're like, oh, fuck. This is what we are now, isn't it? Right up until the internet shows yeah. up, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we we got to get on this. Uh, okay, so, so they call it bunghole liquors. Uh, and this goes on for a while. And again, these people just drinking next to corpses. Mm-hmm. And loving it. Prohibition ends. Thank God, <laughs> mercifully for all of us. Prohibition ends. And um, he, the owner, makes good on his promise. He says, you know what? I'm done being an undertaker. Now, I'm going to deal in alcohol. Hmm. And he was in such a hurry. He must have been, he must have fucking hated being an undertaker. <laughs> because he was in such a hurry. He has, Bunghole Liquors has, um, still, I think, from the legacy laws, um, he had the second liquor license in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> he was so fast. <laughs> um, and also so fast that he literally, this is not, apparently, this is not just, uh, it's not just legend. He literally walled up embalming equipment in the basement. Like he didn't have time to take it out and dispose of it. He was like, "Fuck it, put it in the oh, walls." Like, we're, like telltale <laughs> we're heart type shit. That's just it's yeah, very very Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yes. Do I not support that? Like that's just screaming for ghosts right there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna take all this embalming equipment. I'm just gonna hide it here in the corner, put up some cinder block yeah. walls, and this will never bother me ever again. I can't imagine it would have taken you more than three minutes to throw it in the trash, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, or just wheel it into the tunnel. Like just wheel it in the tunnel. Oh, yeah, just dump it. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I just wheel it on the tunnel. Throw it <laughs> and in the, then wall off the tunnel. Yeah, throw it in the harbor. Still little, pretend still it's not your uh, embalming hard, equipment. When when the police show up and they're like, "Hey, is all this embalming equipment in the harbor yours?" Uh, my, no. I must belong to the sailors. No. I don't know. That's, they bring home the weirdest that's shit. That's thing. not mine at all. <laughs> so, uh, and apparently, the owners today will say like, "Yeah, every once in a while, you have to like repair on the tuck pointing or whatever." In the I don't mm-hmm. no, that's I don't I don't know what tuck pointing is. It's a spot between. I the, made that up. Is the that? Bricks. It's like brick stuff, it's like right? The, the in between the bricks. That's the tuck point. If there are bricks down in their basement, they have to fix. Mm-hmm. Then, then yes. Yeah. And they keep finding. Yeah. Anytime they do like repairs on the walls, um, every once in a while they'll find like embalming equipment from the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, but he did. So he he bricked up. A bunch of his equipment so he did he was in such a hurry he just like retrofitted the whole space very quickly and turned it into at that time a bar um so the basement i think for i think i th- this might not be right but i think for a while the basement was a bar and then the upstairs mm-hmm. was like a liquor package store oh okay sounds like a really um, fun place like i kind of it sounds I, I great right go. yeah and so um, that continues today. So that, I mean, again, that was like 19, I don't know when they repealed prohibition, 1920 something. Whatever. For sure. Repeal prohibition. Uh, Christ, 1933 it went for 13 years? Oh, man. That sucks. That sucks. That's not great. Mm. Anyway, since 1933. Uh, it's it's been you know it's changed hands but it's been the same thing so it's been a liquor store since 1933 now 
if you go there today and you talk to any of the employees at Bunghole Liquors, mm-hmm. they will a ask you, "Do you want to buy a T-shirt for thirty-five dollars?" Says Bunghole Liquors. Absolutely do. Uh, yeah. Then afterwards, if you ask them about ghosts, they will tell you. The employees apparently have seen uh, several ghosts mm-hmm. at Bunghole Liquors, mm. um, and they kind of, you know, there are a handful. There are really kind of two ghosts that are the main ghosts at Bunghole Liquors. Okay. One of them is a woman who is dressed in early 20th century garb who will walk into the space uh, and she'll start browsing the shelves. And apparently if any, you know, when an employee will like go and ask her if she needs help or like mm-hmm. go look for her to you know see if they can talk to her, um, she will have disappeared. Oh, wow. Okay. Or she'll go around the corner of a shelf and just and disappear yeah. and just be gone. Huh. One employee claims that he was walking through the store one day and he was, you know, carrying some things, not looking. He actually bumped into a woman and he said, oh, I'm so sorry. And he looked and she was gone. It was like he bumped into her and she like just dissipated into yeah. air. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's one. So it could be um, someone who came to the bar, mm-hmm. you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Or it could be someone, mm-hmm. you know, of course, there are so many bodies here in the early 1900s. Right. So it could be um, someone who was interred here or embalmed here. Um, they're not sure. <laughs> she won't stand for an interview and <laughs> she won't answer their questions. Um, the other, the other popular ghost is so, well, okay. So you've been to Salem. Right. So, you know, yep. I assume that um, most of the ghosts in Salem are cats. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. They, they, I mean, cats are, uh, honestly, cats are kind of like half ghost as it is. Well, like, how many times have you heard, like, a cat, like, screaming in the house? And you're like, where the fuck are you? And you're, like, walking around. Every go- yeah. every cat is a ghost. Yeah. I, it's Absolutely. <laughs> there is a book by an author named Susan Seville. She wrote a book called Hidden History of Salem. And one of the things that she claims is that the majority of ghosts that haunt Salem are cats. Um, okay. So we'll get to the we'll get to the why of that in a second. Mm-hmm. But I just want to this. So I'm reading now from this is from SalemGhosts.com. Um, she mentions that a group of ghostly cats wanders the streets of Salem, entering properties through open doors and windows. According to the locals of Salem, ghastly feline sightings are a regular occurrence. Now. That's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that, that could be a ghost of a cat, but also that's a cat. Cats go wherever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Cats just go anywhere. Yeah. Like they naturally, they, they sneak about, they scream at like two in the morning for no fucking reason. Um, yeah. I, I, I would honestly probably have a hard time picking a cat out of a lineup of ghosts at this point. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. So I'm not sure I'm all into this one, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Apparently, a lot of the workers, the people who have worked at uh, the bunghole, the bunghole, yeah, at, at bunghole at, liquors, at the bung, yeah, at the bung for um, you know over the last several decades, several of them had said that they have been you know stocking shelves or in the bathroom or like do, you know doing something, and they feel what is they say like a cat rubbing against their leg. Mm-hmm. They look down. There's nothing there. Like a like 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 a, like a bodega cat, right? Yeah, like exactly. It's like the classic. <laughs> so, classic. This is like, yeah. this is cat. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know this is ghost cat because this also could be cat. This is what cats do. They rub your leg and then they run away. 
Um, but this is so several, quite a few of the employees over the last um, couple of decades have claimed they have either seen or felt a cat and that disappeared and was nowhere to be found. Now, hmm. the rationale for cats <laughs> as ghosts, <laughs> um, in one way, I think makes a lot of sense, but in another way, it makes no sense. And what I mean by that is, so on the one hand, you know, I'm sure, because you know some folklore, that cats are very popular familiars. So witches had familiars. Right. right? Witches had animals that um, were usually, um, a familiar was typically a cat that was either inhabited by a demon or a spirit or, you know, had some connection to a spirit and was kind of a, kind of a sidekick, uh, a demonic magic sidekick for okay. the witch. That's kind of a, it's a, it's yeah. a very, very standard witch thing. Yeah. Sure. So the idea here is that in Salem, where there were witches, there were a lot of cats who were familiars who were either, because uh, one of the things about familiars is um, one some of them could have been, according to you know mm-hmm. people who, who are in the know and this sort of thing, sometimes a familiar is the devil actually like bestowing upon you a demon in the form of a cat or a demon that takes over a cat's body. Okay. So that's Besti- like, that's, that's like high level. Yeah. Like bestowing, like here's a friend or bestowing, like here's, you know, to me, it feels some, like here's a friend, but they're going to keep an eye on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's surbalance. That's basically, yeah, it, yeah. it basically is surveillance. <laughs> act like we want you to act. They'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Step out of line. <laughs> I'm going to hear about it. Um, but then some other kind of other, lower level, I guess we'll call them familiars, were either uh, animal, you know, it's not always cats, sometimes it's frogs, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's, it's turtles, of, of course, course. yeah, Tur- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sloths. Uh, but uh, cats are the most 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 popular throughout history. Sometimes it was that um, you could just kind of raise through a, through a series of which thing? Inca- incantations? Spells? Sure. Spells, yeah. yeah. Yeah, spell uh, spells is probably right. Uh, you could kind of raise a spirit of a dead um, ancestor or, I don't know, someone you really aspired to, <laughs> to have okay. met, but you were too late, uh, in to go into a cat, right? Oh. Wait, so you, you'd be like, I'm going to meet like Aristotle, but I'm going to cast him into this cat. I'm going to talk to the <laughs> cat. I'm not going to lay any money on the fact that I understand that correctly, but I <laughs> I think I think that was a version that was possible. That's fair. That's fair. Poor Aristotle. Really. <laughs> He's in like seven cats' bodies right now yeah. simultaneously. He's gotta be so annoyed. Uh <laughs> so um so uh with that in mind, you know, it the ghost cat argument I think makes some sense in that you have these cats who are either they are demons or spirits mm-hmm. that that's what they are. And so what they're not going to die. They're immortal. So they're right. just wandering around right doing their thing. Uh, or if you had a, a real cat who was taken over temporarily by some sort of spirit or demon, and then the cat died, mm-hmm. that cat had an evil presence inside of it. And maybe that evil presence is, appearing now as a in its cat form as a ghost I, look i'm not discounting it yeah, this <laughs> is, is all this, i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> now so <laughs> so all of that 
makes sense. We agree. So, but, uh, but sure, the, <laughs> yeah, of course. The other side of that is, it's very famously known that the Salem witches actually weren't witches. <laughs> it's well, like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So to say, like, oh, there were a lot of familiars around here. Well, I that's hard. That it's a little hard to swallow because. Yeah. The whole thing about it is they weren't, yeah. <laughs> and they were just innocent, uh, innocent women, men, and children who were, yeah, um, pointed at by these girls and yeah. said, yeah. "Kill and them, it, please." Yeah, not a whole lot of people like in you know 2022 or whatever it is, they're gonna be like, you know what, man, Salem witch trials, they f- they finally got those fucking witches, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. 2022 has been... Uh, it will, yeah, maybe like 2015. Been, uh, yeah, 2014, yeah. 2015, we would have been... Yeah. Seemed like that, we, yeah. we really peaked back then. And everything's been <laughs> oh, a little downhill. A little downhill. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going down a little bit. So, um, so I... But I, I... And also, I couldn't find specifics on this. Um, probably someone who would do real research would be able to know if this right, is but I mean, or not. But three minutes of prep time. What, what well, do you expect? Well, it's hard because you look at... All this information comes from ghost websites and <laughs> it's probably aren't vetted. Well, yeah, it's really hard to separate sometimes what's real mm-hmm. and what's not. I mean, most of it is real, obviously. Clearly. For obvious sure. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there are some claims that the the witch the witch trials of Salem, mm-hmm. which obviously were horrific and again, And did happen. Right. And yeah. did happen in history, and those people were not witches, and twenty people died. Um, <laughs> that event may have attracted um, actual like occultists to Salem for the next you know sure. couple centuries. Yeah, which I sure I don't doubt that. Yeah. Um. So if that is the case, then it is certainly possible there were plenty of um, of actual people who would consider themselves actual witches. In Salem, who presumably would have some familiars. I, you know, I am not trying to get the witch community after us. So I, <laughs> I just guess I don't know anything about, about actual witches. I know mm-hmm. there is, there are communities that exist. I don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, and, and I think they're great. I think they do a good service <laughs> to the world. And, uh, I, we wouldn't, we, we're better, we're better mm-hmm. off with yeah. them. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. Without them, I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Or Pinkney Ben with every fiber I mean. Or <laughs> <laughs> drink Pinkney Ben. Have you seen a witch? You're gonna need some Pinkney Ben. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> boy. So the cats thing is where whatever, whatever, whatever the cat lore of the town maybe there the employees um, have have witnessed lots of cat related ghost sightings. Mm-hmm. But the more uh, the more troublesome potentially probably real if if one of them is to be real probably this one is uh the woman in the early 20th century dress who comes in wanders around and then mysteriously disappears sometimes within sight of the Mm -hmm. employees um there are some other ghosts that wander around bunghole liquors (laughs) forever a great name uh most of them in the basement where the embalming happened Mm -hmm. and where the um cremations happened but um you know, if you ever want to, if you're in Salem, you want to check out a ghost that's not related to the witch trials, mm-hmm. unless it's potentially a cat. Mm-hmm. Buy yourself you a really sweet fucking t-shirt. <laughs> it's there. They have their, um, the, the slogan for their business that they now have. I, I, 
can't imagine this was original to the uh, to the business, but yeah, not pre Beavis and Butthead, basically. You can buy a T-shirt that says "Bunghole Liquors." We're not number one, but we're right up there. And Butt has two T's. Oh man, that's. And it seems like it might be a bestseller. Now, if you've got 22 to $25, <laughs> depending on your size, you can own one of these beauties. Um, and they go from small to triple XL. Interesting. Which is great. Patrick, which size would you like? Uh, medium? We're medium or medium. That's now. 22 bucks. I'm a big boy. Ooh, a little steep for me. Well, you're not seeing it. It's a Maybe black. Someday. Let me explain. It's a black t-shirt. And mm. in gigantic white lettering, it just says bunghole liquors, colon, we're not number one, but B-U-T-T, we're right up there, exclamation point. <laughs> Does that change your mind? Does not sweeten the deal at all. Not in the That's least. Weird. That's weird. <clears throat> all right. Change your mind. Uh, you can find that at bungholelickers.com. <laughs> Please be very careful with the spelling there, guys. Really, <laughs> really, especially precise. if you're at work, like yeah. please, like maybe wait until you're home or at the very least open up a um, uh, private browser just in case. Yeah, just in case. I promise if you go to bungholelickers.com, you'll find this place, but mm-hmm. you know, I can't be responsible for how you how your fingers <laughs> mistype things. Well, that's the story of the ghosts of bunghole liquors. Wow, I'm 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 really just like stunned, really stunned. Me- we missed this on uh, on our tour. This may be worth going that. back. I'll be honest. I like, was going to say, I think it's <laughs> yeah. it might be time for us to go back. Yeah, we, we took the witch tour up there. It was pretty convincing. But uh, if I'd known that Bunghole Liquors was another option for a ghost touring up there, I probably would have uh, probably would have made alternate plans. Yeah. We did go to witch tour. We went to like a, there was like a dungeon involved, right? We did. Uh, yeah, we, we did that. And then a... we went to the, uh, the courthouse, toured the courthouse. Yeah. 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 Quite a bit. Didn't see a single fucking ghost. No, zero. Yeah, it was early in the morning, though. Like, they're clearly sleeping. But, yeah. I, I, what do you think ghost hours are? Mm, I'm going to say, oh, boy. I'm going to say probably 10, 10 to 6. Yeah, 10 p.m. to 6. To 6 a.m., yeah. To 6 a.m., yeah. Okay. Yeah. Night checks out. Yeah. Yeah, night shift. Yeah. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Ghost are third shift, clearly. Yeah. I mean, you if you're a ghost and you come out at like 7 a.m., I mean, there are several problems right off the bat. Like, one, they can't see you. Like, the sun is too bright. True, yeah. yeah. Your your radiation does mm-hmm. nothing against the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, like, no, you know, people are like having their first coffee. Maybe yeah. they're not going to believe they saw you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just something weird just walked past me in the room. I really don't know. Yeah, I like, just, it's way too early to be able to tell. I, gotta, yeah. I haven't had my third cup yet. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you think, ghosts follow vampire rules or are ghosts everywhere but they're just not visible in the daylight hours maybe they're like like banging (sighs) on the glass like look at me be haunted by my presence and it's like well yeah it's very sunny like oh the hvac keeps (laughs) he's knocking but then you see him later that's a good point because go i mean what why would ghosts need to sleep right yeah they're already dead true It raises a lot of really interesting questions here, Patrick. It really does. I really appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. We'll see if we can solve some of them on uh, future episodes of (laughs) Is This a Ghost? Ghost.